Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, we talk about a very common problem that happens in relationship. It's when your partner, your relationship stops being a priority. We talk about why that happens. We talk about what is the result when that happens. And then we give you some very direct ways in which you can change this trend in your relationship. So stay tuned. Do you want to feel more emotionally and intimately connected with your partner? Then we have the tool that is exactly right for you. We have a program called Relationship Renovation at Home, and it is an amazing way for you and your partner to have a structured way weekly to work together. Because we deserve awesomeness in our relationships. Just go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com. At the top, there's a link to at home program, and it will give you a free lesson. If you want to just check it out and see if it's something that works for you and your partner, we know it will make a significant positive impact on your relationship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin, and Tara is a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm a licensed professional counselor. We are a married couple. We have a blended family, and we are dedicated to having a podcast that helps build relationship wellness, that creates a community of people who are supporting each other in growing and becoming better people. And we also have a couples counseling center here in Tucson, Arizona with amazing staff. And when we saw the impact that we were having on our community, we started our podcast in like 2018, six years ago. So yeah, here we are. We are dedicated And we definitely do not preach from the hilltop. We are a work in progress as well. And and as evidence, I want to share something. You mean you're a work in progress. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) so we we always, we have a production meeting where we talk about what we're going to do in this week's podcast when we record. And this is an example of how even with the best intentions, sometimes couples don't communicate well. So Tara told me exactly what this idea was. (laughs) She fleshed it out for me. Then I go away and I write a outline for us. And my outline when she looked at it this morning was a very different idea. Significantly different, but it's all good. We're going to go with it. Yeah. We're going to come back to the idea that Tara had next week. Uh, But right now we're going to carry through with the one that I wrote the outline for. (laughs) (laughs) Which is actually one of the number one reasons why couples come into counseling. So I think it's awesome. Mine was more of like, in detail about a specific thing. And we'll get to that next week. But so today it's all about making your relationship a priority over anything else always. But we don't do that as humans for many reasons. And then we start to unravel in our relationship and our connection. And so we're here today to remind everybody, including ourselves, why it's important to make your relationship a priority every day. Day. Yeah, making making your relationship a priority, making your partner a priority, you know, that's a big part of it as well. And and so I wanted to sort of intro on this just a, a little bit about us and, and how we began and that when we first got together, I mean, I had a lot going on. You did. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was in the midst of a divorce. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a big chapter of my life was, was ending. 
I already had two kids. They were like four and two years old. So mm -hmm. I had two boys that were in this transition with me. I was working as a therapist. So I had to continue showing up every week. I was working in residential treatment. That's where I, I met Tara. And I was just sort of managing like, you know, in, in my early adulthood, my career and like, how is this all gonna, gonna come together? So I had so much going on. Yet when we first got together and for an extended amount of time in our early relationship, I mean, you were a priority. I mean, I just, mm -hmm. you know, every minute with you was important and our relationship was important. And so I guess what I'm trying to say here is that there's something at the beginning of a relationship that creates, you know, the chemicals or the experience. Energy, yeah. excitement. It's easier to passion. make your relationship a priority at the beginning. It definitely is something that shifts as a relationship goes on. Right. So again, we are your reminders of why it's important to make your relationship a priority every single day, no matter how long you've been together, whether you're in it in the beginning and so it's easier, or you've been together for 25 years. And the painful truth is that almost all couples will fall into this trap. And we've seen it with, with hundreds of couples coming through our, our center. Now we hear it so much in listener emails and, and instant messages yeah. uh, that people just say over and over, like, it just doesn't feel like I'm a priority. It doesn't feel like I matter. It doesn't feel like our relationship matters. And I just want to say that is nobody's fault, right? We have a lot of things coming into our environment that are symptoms of this. For example, work, kids, other interests like golf or pickleball. Pickleball. Don't forget. <laughs> Neglecting quality time. Like maybe when there is that opportunity, like you're already so exhausted from like the week or the day that like you miss those opportunities and we're, we're more on screen external stress, I right? Mean, There's financial yeah. stress. There could be some mental health issues happening. There could be family stress going on outside of your immediate family. Yeah. And sometimes it's just that we sort of take our relationship for granted, you know, is that like we assume like, hey, yeah. we love each other. You know, we have a family together or we have this life we've built. And you assume that just the stability of your relationship is going to be enough to maintain it. And there's also like different transitions too, like early adulthood, middle adulthood, late adulthood, retirement that people don't really know that they have to change and adapt to. So it kind of just springs up on you. Yeah. And I just, this reminded me of, this was way before you, honey. Yeah. And he would always go on these trips and not invite me. He would go to like Africa and India and, you know, he'd go with his family and he wouldn't invite me, but we had been together for a while. And um, I remember it was over the holidays and he was in some country and he didn't call me and it was like Christmas Eve and Christmas. And I remember I was at my grandpa's house and I was really sad and I was already sad I couldn't be there. I was just like crying. And then he called me like maybe a couple days after Christmas. And I was like, I cannot believe you did not call me like on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. And, oh, well, I was just traveling and like, you should just know that I love you. And like that assumption, no, we had very different ideas. Like I wanted to feel very special and attuned to often. <laughs> and here's someone I was with that was like, well, you know, I love you. Like, why is that important? And I was like, what? But right again, I was young. 
early 30s. Well, and, and, you know, you talk about this a lot about like getting to know what your needs are and then vocalizing them to your partner. Is it you that has been something that you've been very clear with me throughout our relationship from very early on? You're like, I want to be a priority, you know, I, I want your attention. I want you to be consistently expressing love, admiration towards me. And so it was good that Can you figured I that out. Can I reframe? I love those words, but yeah. my words were I'm high maintenance emotionally and I'm okay with that. Yes. And if you don't want to sign up for that, that's cool. I signed up. <laughs> I signed up. Yes. But I love the way you reframed my high, my, high maintenance emotionally. Yeah. But I mean, you've also like, you've consistently throughout our relationship. From the very first date, by the way. Yes, I told you that on absolutely. the very first date. But even like, you know, we've been together, you know, over a decade now and you consistently are like, when we start to slip in this area, when we cease to make each other a priority, you're very like good at saying like, hey, you know, this isn't working. Like this doesn't feel right. good. So one, I feel like I can't speak for anybody other than my own self, but I feel like the reason why we have so many couples that are successful at our center, the Relationship Innovation Model Program, is because we ask couples for four months, right? Four months to two years, just depends. Doesn't I can't put a timeline on it. But we say, we want you to make your partner and your relationship a priority by coming in every week, 75 minutes, by doing these outside exercises for like an hour and see what happens, right? You guys have been in this stuck place for 10 years. We're asking for four months. And there are some couples that it takes a minute to like get that. But when they really get that, it is like they build that momentum. And then it again, we kind of use that motto. When things feel unmanageable and our relationship is disconnected, it feels 10 times more unmanageable. But when we're in it together and we're feeling, you know, like we're making each other a priority in our relationship, things are so much more manageable. You're less stressed. You have someone in it with you. We have to just support you in how to get there. Yeah. So one of our tactics, whether it be a couple who comes into our, our center or a couple who's listening to our podcast, mm -hmm. is we want you to make this shift, right? We want you to make this shift of making your partner, making your relationship a priority. But oftentimes the road that led them into our counseling center or maybe led them to typing into the search engine, uh, how do I reconnect with my partner? Why are we not feeling intimate towards one another is a set of like circumstances that are created when you do not make your relationship, when you do not make your partner priority. So, so Tara hit, hit him, like what happens when your partner is not a priority to you? So we're watching this new uh, series with Nicole Kidman called expat and this husband's having an affair and this mistress he's with was like, well, what happened? And he's like, my wife took a pause. Like I found that to be so huge, that statement. Again, this is a TV series, but he's like, my wife took a pause and I don't think I can come back from that. And to me, like, we don't even know that we might be pausing, but it's so hurtful on the other end because it's very confusing. And then we have these stories that humans love to develop to make sense of everything. And they're usually most often very faulty, but it's like, I guess I just don't matter anymore. I'm insignificant. Maybe I look different than I used to. Again, so many things. Yeah. I mean, I think you begin to just feel distant from one another and you feel unimportant. 
And there is some like instinctual need that we have in relationship to feel important that like, you know, because one of the things we do with our couples is we lead them through a process called a genogram and a timeline where Mm. each person talks about their family history and they talk about really, you know, the timeline of zero to when they met and then eventually their relationship as well. But people love when their partner cares, when they're paying attention, when they're curious, you know, there's, there's something that's really connecting. And when your relationship's not a priority, when your partner is not a priority, they just start to feel like, I don't matter. Like, I don't matter to my person. And it's just, it's not a good feeling. And I feel like couples, like when they come in or when they're hearing this, like it might feel overwhelming. Like that's just another thing I have to do. But really, there's very realistic ways, and it doesn't take long at all to shift into doing that. If you're like an avid listener or not, like EJ and I are super busy from like basically six in the morning until nine at night with our kids and our animals and our practice and our podcast and blah, blah, blah. And EJ writes a note to me at the coffee maker almost every morning when he gets up 20 minutes before me. That is all I need is a note that probably takes him 30 seconds to write. Like, thank you. I love you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Whatever. Every day is different. The first thing he does is that. Like he is thinking about me. He cares about me. And then the rest of the day, right, we're giving ourselves to other people. And But I had that little note. I had the note. Because if there's not ways in which you are making the intentional effort to connect with your partner, to let them know that they matter, that distance that we were talking about then becomes an agitator, you know, because there's like this thing that like, you know, it starts off with distance, but there's this tension that builds and builds and builds. And then eventually that's when like conflict starts to happen. And then that's what's hard about then they come into couples counseling. When you visit Arizona... Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. (sighs) Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And the first thing we're doing is sort of unraveling the conflict. Mm -hmm. But at the bottom line, oftentimes what's going on is like, we just haven't been connected for a long time. We haven't felt intimate with one another. And when we say intimate, we always want to make sure that we're talking about emotional 
and physical intimacy, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's this distance, then there's conflict, then there's a breakdown in intimacy, and then this mean thing starts to appear, and that's resentment. You start to resent the person that you love. You just don't like them anymore. Yeah. You don't want to look at them. You want to stay at work later. You want to snuggle with your kids instead of your husband. Yeah. Been there, done that, just saying. (laughs) But I'm aware of it. I yeah. take accountability. Well, we've we've definitely had to over the years confront like our own resentment for one another. And like the Gottmans, they talk about resentment as being one of the four horses yeah. of the apocalypse of like of your marriage is that, that if you resent your partner, it is gonna rip at the very like fabric of your relationship. Um, the one thing I know is, right, we get to see couples in significant distress early on. And once you unravel it and you have this process over content, that is like one of the biggest things we help couples with, like that's the content. We have to focus on the process that at the very core of it, they just both feel unloved and unimportant, but they can't see that. And they can't feel that because that's too vulnerable, right? That's human rejection, the most awful form of pain. Like if I'm rejected, I should just die. And so when we're able to get to that, both of you are hurting in the same way, it's just showing up differently. That's the shift. We call it the shift. It happens. It's freaking amazing. A lot of couples get there, but it's really hard to get there because it's super uncomfortable. But it's like, if you really think about your relationship right now with your partner, at the very belly of it, you care so much because why? Because you love them. And you feel maybe hurt by them. But at the very underbelly of it is like, I don't feel loved anymore, or I feel like I'm being rejected. Well, and, and a lot of times, I mean, it just, this is like this, this complex onion that, you know, we're kind of peeling apart. A lot of times that feeling of being unimportant, uncared for, unloved, unliked triggers these like negative core beliefs that are deep. It's sort of like our sense of who we are and our partner is supposed to be, we think they're like the one person who's not going to make me feel bad about myself. And then when they inevitably do, and it's just normal and it happens happens, then we become like, you know, like angry children where we're like, no, how dare you? How could you of anyone be the one that make me feel that horrible about myself? Which brings in, right, just another more complicated layer of attachment perspective, which again, which is why we do genogram timeline to understand what were your coping skills? How did you develop them? How did your parents show love? How did your parents navigate conflict? Like, We don't bring any of that into with our partner because we're like, yeah, that's the past. But yes, we are born with intrinsic personality traits and little quirk things about us. But we learn from environment how to regulate emotions, how to navigate conflict or avoid it, how to feel safe or how to not feel safe. And that ultimately gets all to the surface when we're with an intimate partner for, you know, longer than... I don't know. I mean, sometimes that prioritization breaks down in a few years. Sometimes it happens like really quick, you know, it can happen because of life circumstances. And so, so if you are that person that's listening and I can't imagine there's, there's not a ton of people who relate to this, 
we want to give you some practical ways to look at this and also some tools to make a shift. So if somebody is feeling like, yeah, I'm not a priority, my partner isn't a priority to me, our relationship is, isn't a priority, how do they begin to reverse this trend? I've got to get something out there and then I'll go okay, to that. Okay, go for it. Get it out. Because you were saying peeling the onion and it's like what everybody always says to like get to the, the heart. I feel like it's an artichoke. <gasps> I, I just <laughs> had that because artichokes, like you peel off the little... Spiny little spiny thing. things, and they're kind of like sometimes you cut yourself, and it's like rigid. But you really just want to get to that soft, amazing deliciousness center where you can dip it in the lemon, olive oil, garlic butter. The heart but of it the freaking takes <laughs> takes a lot of pulling off. Yes. It's not just this like unwrapping. It's like hurting and painful and plucking and all these different individual ones. All right. Well, then we're changing it from onion to artichoke. Yeah. So how can these people peel the artichoke and get it's to that peel, luscious? that luscious heart of their relationship. I mean, the first thing is always, I think, identifying like, hey, this is a problem. And the tough part is sometimes one person might be more attuned to it than the other. So that it's like, it's identifying like, hey, we're not a priority to each other. It doesn't feel like this right now. And how do we begin to, how do I present this to my partner in a way that they might be able to hear me? Well, especially after... Maybe it's like a couple who's just like in a really bad place. And so there's not a lot of emotional safety at all for this presentation. But it's like that, right? I, I believe this is the Gottman's, that gentle startup. Gentle startup, for sure. Hey, I know that we are in a difficult place right now. And I understand that. And I'm not saying we should sweep this under the rug. But I really want to focus on developing the future of us to get more connected. And I know we're going to have to sort things out from the past and heal from them to move on. But like, I really want to be able to see if we can be on the same page about what we both might want. Yeah. I feel like that's a very gentle startup. It's not like, hey, we need to make each other priority because we haven't. Or you, I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I think the biggest thing is like, and, and you also, it's like you sort of know your partner, you know, what is, what is the way in which I can frame this that has the highest likelihood that they're going to be open and they're going to stick with me and not get, get yeah. defensive quick. And, and, you know, I'm, I think being aware of non-accusatory, trying not to blame, mm -hmm. but making it like when Tara was talking about, she was using we, us, you know, really looking at presenting it in a way of like, hey, this is something that like we could work on so that so that we feel more deeply connected. And it's not personal. This happens yeah. with almost every single couple in the world. Yeah. Normalize it and say we're we're not going to be that statistic because we really want to see how we, we can get connected again yeah. by doing simple little things in the beginning, perhaps. What would make you feel like that you're a priority? What would make you feel like that you're a priority? And not like, you know, let's go to Paris for 10 days on a first class, not that kind of thing. I'm talking about the little things that you can do on a daily basis. Maybe it's send a text at lunch saying, hey, I love you. Maybe it's a cute little note in the morning. Maybe it's just a text throughout the day. Maybe it's a check-in in the morning, which we have all of our couples do. Yeah. 
which some really love that after they understand why it's super important. I mean, just finding a way where you can say like, I am going to prioritize some of the time that we have together is generating some positive experiences. And, And again, that can be, you wanna step out of things that are like, where you're just cohabitating space and not interacting. Like I know like as much as we like our sort of relaxation at the end of the day of watching a show together or whatever, and a lot of people do this, that's not truly connecting time. Like we also have to do things like Tara and I have have over the years always had like these little question books where we'll ask each other questions, you know? Like Tara said, these little quality moments of like her texting me something, like that's just like really nice and caring, but just beginning to make small gestures. Like she said, it doesn't have to be grand. Small gestures that say like, hey, you are a priority. We are a priority. It truly is like a new behavior you're developing. Just like we got out of the behavior of making our partner important. We're just learning how to make them feel important again. So like, you know, writing the note for coffee. Like it is a new behavior you're doing, but when you see how much I love it, it reinforces that new behavior, which is awesome. I need everyone to understand this. We are not innately designed to make other people feel important daily. We are designed to make ourselves feel super comfortable and not triggered. And so it is a skill to prioritize your intimate relationship. It's easy to do that with kids. There are little muffins. There are little babies. They're not the person that annoys you all the time. They still annoy you. So here's a suggestion when I, when I was like putting this together that I thought of like, you know, we talked in a, like a podcast or so ago, we talked about a couple and how like there's this natural tendency that we divide and conquer that we sort of like, mm-hmm. we break up tasks. Like one person is, does this sort of the household stuff, one does this one. And I, I like the idea and I'd love to do this more with you is like doing a few of like sort of things that just need to get done for our house or our life as a shared responsibility. Like one thing you've been mentioning is you were talking about like, she'd really like this little herb garden so that we can have some fresh herbs for our kitchen. I hate paying $4 for rosemary when you can go get it off a bush. Like that would be like making the intentional choice with your partner of like, let's do a project together. Yeah. Like let's do something together instead of like, oh, we want this, so you do it and then I'll deal with this, is maybe doing something together, you know, a shared responsibility that needs to get done. Yeah, I love that. Make a little uh, little herb garden. Just doing something different every day, whether it's like a little walk, whether it's having a cup of coffee in the morning together, it actually creates new endorphins and it creates new chemicals. It shows this in science and research that if you just take a couple minutes out of the day to do something different, Different, it gets out of that rewiring of monotony. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. And then in general, I think this is a nice like sort of umbrella to put it all under is I think it's important for couples to be kind of consistently checking in about this is like, can we have a monthly, this is what we do a lot of times with our couples at the end of their journey with us is we say like, Hey, you guys need to set up like a monthly 
check-in where you're like, how are we doing? That you sit down and say, hey, does, do, you, do you feel like I tr I'm treating you like you're a priority? Are we making time for our relationship? That also, if you can begin to look at this preventatively instead of waiting until it's sort of yeah. broken down and you're distant and you're agitated with one another and then you're resentful, if you can take a preventative approach to this, then it's easier to make small tweaks. I love that. Okay, so so we wanna sort of wrap this all together at the end yeah. for you guys. And, and it's one, making your partner and your relationship a priority is extremely important. It's very natural that eventually it breaks down a little bit, but the consequences of it are that you, you pull apart from one another, you become distant, you eventually become agitated, and it can lead to a lot of conflict. And the way that you can manage your way around this is by being more intentional about talking to each other about it and then creating some systems that keep you connected, that keep you talking about this. And really it's about the person you fell in love with, even if it's in a really disconnected place right now, it's not about who's winning, who's losing. You want to make that person feel important and special. And if we forgot, if we took it for granted, it's okay. We're humans. We do that. We can U-turn it and we can get it back on track. And it actually feels really nice. Absolutely. And it's not significant changes. It's new behaviors you're implementing because you want to know and tell this other person that you love them and they're yeah. a priority. And we have seen couple after couple after yeah. couple, many, many couples make this shift. So it is entirely possible. So? Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Please uh, subscribe to our show. Share it with somebody. Give us a like. Give us a review. This community of people, we get more and more messages every single week. And we know you deserve to have an amazing relationship. You can help each other become your best selves together. You know, just keep it moving and know that like having a great relationship is definitely something possible, but it's going to take some work. So yes, thank you for listening. As always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.